Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show host and their guests, and not those of W4CY Radio. Any comments or inquiries about the following show should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening to W4CY Radio. You are freaking weird, man. I had a donut. <laughs> what the hell is this? That's hey, can rag. you do me a favor? You want some water, Whoa. don't you? I do. Read, hey, first, let me read to you the posting I put. <laughs> yeah, we I just posting. developed a new social networking site appropriate for these times. It's <laughs> called My uh, My Pace, where you do nothing. Find out more on the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. We also have special former guests. We have special guest, former famous. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I wrote like that. <laughs> we also have special guest, former famous Dallas Cowboy cheerleader at 9.30 a.m. talking about a very important charity. She was just on uh, on the my wife. I just talked to my wife. She says she was on TV. They just did a. Uh, Madeline? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. You, you want you want me to fill you up? Fill me up. Fill me up before you go. Go. You like lemonade? <laughs> Warm lemonade. It's unsweetened. <laughs> it's healthy. The morning tea. Lemonade moonshine. That's what we'll call that. <laughs> Fresh. Oh boy, I'm really not trusting Elvis now. He's joking a little too much about it. Okay. Um. So. The Antichrist has come. Like my page, and I will love you forever. Sounds like Taylor Minnette. Yeah, Heather uh, commented on that one. That was a nice comment Heather put. Girl, you have some pipes. Wow, keep going. Don't ever stop. You have what it takes. Positive. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Heather Burkett. We love. Let's call and wake her up. That would be fun. <laughs> Is she, do you think she's up yet, or is she still sleeping? I'm going to have to say sleeping. <laughs> can, can, we, can we call her and get her on the air? We'll come leave, on. We'll leave be, her out of the mix. Uh, come You're on. Like, oh. I'll, I'll take all the, I'll take all the blame. He's I'll, got fear. I'll take all the blame. Fear is not about, an option. How about I call her from my phone? That way you don't get in any trouble. Nope. <laughs> Chad, fear is not an option. Well, I guess if you call from your phone. Yeah. Well, where's my thingy? Where's my thing thing? Hey, where's the cable at for the across it's the hanging. desk and plugging in? I see it. I don't see nothing. Hold on, people. We have a technical difficulty here, but it will be worked out. At 10 o'clock, we're going to be talking about Air Shuttle. It's Shuttle, shuttle Talk. It's Shuttle. The Adventures of Pipe Man Morning Show. We're going to shuttle off the I, buffalo. I also want to talk about. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. about. What's like that a, song? Talk about. No, it's like a walkabout in Australia. We do a walkabout. So. I want to talk about. Want to talk about me? Want to talk about I? That's that one. one. That's one of them, I guess. Uh, I I want to talk about. I forgot what I wanted to talk <laughs> about. There was something I did want to talk about. What yeah, was it? I don't know. You, you know you're Elvis. What yeah. was it? <laughs> Wake up, people! It's time to get to work. Yeah. No, that was not the alien. That was not the alien cue. 
It was very close. <laughs> it was very close, but it wasn't it. Where's the oh, mothership? Oh, d- did you uh, get that phone number yet? Oh, that's why I wanted to talk about. I to- told you today was a great day yes. in the day of the adventures of Pipe, Pipe Man. Because yes. Derek, Leanne, and Cole, my son, daughter-in-law, yeah. and grandson – will be coming yes. to Florida for a three-week gig cool. before they go to Germany to serve our country here on Veteran Tuesday. Awesome. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is huge. I didn't know we're fighting in Germany. We're no, not, no, but that's no, a no. great place to deploy from. That's oh. right. That's right. It's a deploying place. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then tomorrow night, I was just talking to my daughter, Leah. Leah and Anthony will be on a jet plane. Can you sing it for me, Chad? Because you know I sing that oh. song. I'm leaving. More. That was good. Go. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Keep I like going. that. Keep going. Oh, I, like I ran that. out of breath. Come on. Do it. Come on. Come on. Because he more, does sing. More, more, he does more. Come on. Chadwick. Do that song. Because he I'm does all out do of that breath. song. Oh, my gosh. He's in there without you. I'm on a jet plane. Watch him turn around and pull groceries out of it. on a jet plane. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I got up on stage and did that? <laughs> I, I can arrange that. Yeah. Oh, how funny would that be? <laughs> Could you see the look in everybody's eyes? Just pretend you're drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a couple people do stuff like that and sound yeah. like that too. Well, well, he had an Elvis uh, at uh, Key Lime, right? Steal the mic from Heather and run around and sing songs. So. Wow. You never know. Never know. So we get some uh, some other Elvis to come perform for Chad and Heather while this Elvis is performing <laughs> for this other uh, place. Uh-huh. Trader. Uh-huh. It's a fair trade. Yeah, here we fair go. Fair trader. Tra- a fair trader. Elvis, you should know better than take a picture with Satan. I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> you were in the picture. You yeah. pose. I'm a poser. You poser. I'm a poser. Oh, boy. So, do we have her number, uh, douchebag? Hey, give it to me. Douchebag? DB? Okay, let, let's call Heather first. Yeah, let's do Heather. I, yeah. I'm living dangerously yeah. here. On the edge. A point of no return in fear is not an what? option. I'm supposed to tell her you're outside smoking? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's not See, in the See, I could say that on the air. You know why? Because I have no threat that right now she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! So... Elvis? Yes. I'm going to tell your wife you're smoking. Well, she's probably watching right now and knows that I'm not, so there you have it. The webcam's on you. But the, here's a kicker, though. We're, we're dropping. Uh, every few minutes, we'll drop out uh, at our house because Comcast is so wonderful. Hey, I have uh-huh. a question. Speaking on that smoking thing. Yes. You know, all kidding aside. Are we kidding aside? You know, I... Uh, I I want to know how somebody that doesn't smoke gets, yeah. sends you a text message. Do you have any cigarettes? What? I really need a cigarette. Like, what was that? If, if whoa, 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 whoa. Smoke, I don't get that. Whoa, whoa. If you didn't smoke. Then why are you doing that? When would you ever need a cigarette? Duh. That doesn't make sense. No, unless, it doesn't. Unless they're the in-between person to get a cigarette for somebody else. They could be, no, 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 no. No, no? This person was actually looking to smoke a cigarette. Every, and they don't smoke. Hmm. And they don't smoke. That's like, if I didn't smoke, per- I would not crave a cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I need a cigarette. Perplexing. I need I need a Which Speaking of which, we should go to another commercial break because <laughs> so I need have a, a cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I, I will tell you, <laughs> T-Mobile is another one of yeah. my hated companies. Cause T-Mobile. My, not my service stinks in this office. What about AT&T? <sighs> well, I... I Almost was seriously thinking of going there this weekend because I am just over this crap. In fact, that's what we're going to do. Let's call T-Mobile. <laughs> Rag on them. <laughs> we'll call T-Mobile. You're so mean, Dean. You're the mean Dean. That's the pipe man. One oh. word. That's one You're word. So mean. I, I got pipe this man. dialing. Are, are you wait, ready for me, Kansas? Here we go. Cause I got dialing. Oh, shit. Oh. What do I do with What that? button? I don't know. I'm in this cord. Okay. He's asking me what he does Where, with it. What is, we, isn't it his job? Who's the engineer here? That. <laughs> Who's the engineer? Hello? How many minutes do I have to make a payment? Make a payment? So, it's like an alien. Re- That's like an alien. We're talking reptilian. Re- representative, please. Yeah. Uh, we, uh... Billing questions. Okay, would you like to check your balance, make a payment? 
check your minutes. Reptilian. <laughs> I didn't get that. Just say, check my balance. Make a payment. Check my minutes. My Change case. My... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that either. For more information, say help or press star. Otherwise, to hear your current balance, press 1. Mm. To make a payment on this account, mm. press 2. To check your minutes, press 3. To change your bill format, press 4. Check alien invasion of my phone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having so much trouble understanding you. I'll get you over to a representative who can oh, help. Now we're so that's actually the fastest way to get a representative. Because yeah. when you say representative, it gives you all these other options. Right. So if you just say, hello? Here. Just a moment while I transfer you. Thank Your you. Call may be monitored or recorded for quality and training purposes. And so will theirs. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Hello, Zara. Financial Care. Another better assist you may have your name, please. Uh, actually, I was looking for customer service, please. Okay. I definitely get you up to that department, ma'am. Please have your name. My name is Beelzebub. <laughs> Thank you. And the name on the account? Dean Piper. Okay. And your first name again is? Dean. This is Dean I'm speaking with? Yes. Okay, thank you. What's the last four of your social, Mr. Piper? Uh-oh. Um, uh... Okay. Are you having a problem right now with your phone, Mr. Piper? No, I had some questions asked customer service about uh, upgrading my phone. Okay. All right. Let me go ahead and get you over to an account special customer care. Let me ask you to re-verify your name and number, please. Oh. Well, somehow I knew that. This is why it doesn't matter what information right. you give them now because they ask again. You know what frustrates me about these? This is Sandra. How may I help you? Hi, Sandra. I would like to know when my account qualifies for an upgrade on my phone. Dean. And your last name? Piper. Thank you. And what's the last four of your social, please? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Looks like we've got two lines. They're both partially eligible. Um, so you've got... You've got small discounts available now. Looks like the full discounts won't be available until April of next year. April of next year. And when is my contract over? One is showing July 2012. That's the 4031. The other one is showing April 2013. So what would happen if I was really upset with my service because my phone drops every single call I'm on in my office? What could you guys do for me? Because I'd say in my office, I use my phone for business, and literally every time I'm on the phone with somebody, it cuts off the call. And sometimes I can't even call back. Several times. I've called several times about this, had the SIM card change. They said that was the problem. And no matter what, I just can't re get reception in, in my own office, which is kind of ridiculous, especially on the money I'm paying. Amplifier. If we have anything about service requests in here. <laughs> Donuts. Yummy donut. Let's see how good customer service is. Yes. Yes. Let's find out right now. Yes. Looks <laughs> like we filed a service request back in September. They were saying that there were supposed to be enhancements planned. At this point, our best bet would be to file another one to see if they've gotten anywhere on them. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. At home and at my office, I have the same problem. So if I can't use my phone at home or at my office, there's not many other places I can use it. Well, I mean, if it's more than one location, we can definitely let you talk to tech and we can see if there's any other troubleshooting options they can have. Um, 
you know, there are certain steps we can follow. Sometimes there's warranty coverage that we can use to try and replace a phone if we decide that that's what's causing the issue, especially if you've already had SIM card replaced. Yeah, I don't think it's the phone because my daughters have the same issue with their phones and they're on the same service. So it's obviously the service in this area. When I pull it up, it definitely shows that it's good coverage. I'd be happy to file another service request for you. We can see if there's any known issues or if they've gotten any of the enhancements put in yet. Well, whatever you can do, because it kind of doesn't help for me. I have a phone if I can't call people. And if I'm talking to somebody on a business call and it drops in the middle of every business call. I definitely understand. What's your actual work address? 12765 West Forest Hill Boulevard. Suite 1311, Wellington, Florida, 33414. Okay, folks, we are experiencing the first-hand crappy customer service of T-Mobile. Yes, I am on BlackBerry. Don't they suck, people? Um, how much signal do you have when they're dropping? Uh, well, it keeps going in and out of signal. It's like even as I'm on the phone with you now, it's doing weird stuff. What did you say the suite number was? 1311. Like right now, it has a little box in the top corner that usually when it's trying to find service... Like frozen with the double arrow thing. Right now as I'm speaking on the phone to you. And as I'm speaking on the phone, the service level just went down. And I haven't even moved. Basically paralyzed, so I'm not able to move my cell phone. So that can't be the solution. Elvis, are you with me? See, yes, every I time am. I'm talking when like the call drops, you, you know? does it just go to dead air or there's three beeps? Does it say no network? What happens? It, it says all different things. It drops, says call failed, no network available, multiple messages I get. And then sometimes I can't. I try to call somebody back and it's like five minutes before I can make a phone call. And I swear it's not because I throw my phone. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's usually after. So, when I'm talking, Elvis, I got yeah. her muted so she can't hear us. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think of this? That's just uh, normal flow. It, it would this is be... like better than usual right now, I could tell you. Yeah. Usually it's... All right, let me go ahead and get this one submitted. I really want to slip my thing in her. <laughs> God. She's got a hot voice. Is it the exact same issue at home? Um. Pretty much not as bad. Pretty much not as bad. And how far away is your home address to your work address? It's like five miles, if that. It's like okay. a few blocks away. It's not that far. Okay. Anything less 
than seven miles, they don't have a file a separate request is why I was asking. Um, so let me go ahead and get a note in here on that. Um, unfortunately, it usually takes up to 72 hours for us to get a response, but what they'll do is they'll go and check the towers again. They'll see if the enhancements plan have gone into effect or if they're still working on them, um, and then they'll, they'll let us know what else we can try. Um, do you have any type of, like, Wi-Fi in your office at all? I do. Because sometimes if this comes back and says that there's nothing we can do, sometimes we'll look to try and get you a phone that has Wi-Fi calling capabilities. That way you might be able to get a stronger uh, signal in your office and in your home. Well, um, so we'll have to... doesn't my phone already have those capabilities? Like I have Wi-Fi on my phone that... You have Wi-Fi, but it wouldn't be for purposes of UMA calling. It's only going to be for web purposes. Um, the... Only ones that I'm aware of right now that have the Wi-Fi calling capabilities are going to be the Android phones. We can definitely look into it, see if there's any, if maybe the new BlackBerry has the option. Um, but right now, the only ones that I'm aware of are going to be Android. Well, that what they do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and what they do is they actually allow you to connect through the Wi-Fi to make those phone calls to get your signal. So rather than connecting to the towers, you're going through the Internet, and a lot of times it'll boost your signal strength. So, so even though I have this connection capability through Wi-Fi where it does say UMA sometimes, and it's using the Wi-Fi, that it's not really using the Wi-Fi? Have you tried it to see if it boosts your signal at all? Well, I, that's sometimes part of the problem. It switches between my, Wi-Fi and mobile, I think, is what it does. Uh, because it has the little Wi-Fi signal. Like right now, it has a Wi-Fi signal. It has some other signal as the edge uh, or symbol. as the edge symbol, and then it has the antenna symbol. So it's like four different things. What great radio. <laughs> mm, yes, great radio. That one should not... So what do you think about this, Elvis? You're the engineer. Tell us about this. It's uh, all the same. It's just a different name. It's all different. Have you tried just completely turning off the Wi-Fi? I have not tried that. Well, I think I have. Um, Because sometimes if if you are connecting through Wi-Fi and then you're connecting through the tower, you can actually have conflicting signals that can cause the calls to drop. All right, well, so try turning off your Wi-Fi as well and see if that makes a difference. All right, I'll try that. So when will you let me know if they checked the towers and it was enhanced? Um, like I said, about 72 hours is what we would expect to hear back from them. We can't let you know anything until they get back to us. Um, so if you don't hear anything and would like to check, you're definitely welcome to. Otherwise, I would give it at least 72 hours. So now if nothing happens after all of this, you'll be willing to upgrade me to an Android phone for free? We can see what options we have. Unfortunately, it would be a different department, so I can't tell you exactly what would be available. Well, can you please make notations on the account so when I call back, I'll have to start over? Because, you know, every time you call back, then nobody knows what you're talking about. Yes, not a problem. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So basically, uh, there's your customer service these days. She was actually nice. She was very good. Very helpful. They are normally very nice and helpful at T-Mobile, but they don't get anything done. And now you have to wait 72 hours now. Yeah, exactly. They can't. In this uh, very complex, uh, high-tech environment we live in, you still got to wait 72 hours. They can't go straight to a server or some web address within their T-Mobile system and get a online immediate response on tower status you know i don't get that because they're gonna actually go out and climb the tower yeah right yeah right no everything is connected we're all connected here with this uh, i hate it i hate it i I don't want to be connected it's all an alien threat actually i was gonna try to make that a funny thing but she was so nice i couldn't really pick on her buster yeah you know but then they would have put a bad note in your file yeah, exactly. And then, then you'd have more problems. Now what co- am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now they're just, now that's when the conspiracy theories come up, and yeah. T-Mobile is really just dropping my calls because of their conspiracy. That was uh, that was part of the uh, plot in the movie, the President's Therapist. With uh, remember that? Ever see that movie, The President's Therapist? 
Never heard of it. Ooh. Okay, so I turned the Ooh. Wi-Fi off. Let's see if that works over the next three days. Okay. Okay. Well, at 72 hours, clock is running now, so you're probably down to 71 hours and 58 minutes. Mm. See how many times Dean throws his phone through the <laughs> Bang. Room. Crash against the wall. <laughs> so we do have a call in about eight minutes, hopefully, seven minutes, hopefully. Okay. Uh, I say hopefully, but because it's always hopefully. It's a hopeful thing. You yeah. want to hear why Oprah's the Antichrist? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yo. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let, let's do that. Okay. Let's roll that beautiful who, bean who be footage. That? Who be that? Who be that? Make who you wait. Listen, all people and nations. The Antichrist has come. Oprah Winfrey of the Oprah Winfrey Show and founder of the New Earth Church is the Antichrist. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Please watch this sermon and then run tell everybody that you know the Antichrist has come. Run, children, run, children, and tell everybody that you know. Oprah Winfrey is the Antichrist. Several months ago, standing at this very lectern, I made the statement and a message that I call the Trinity of Hell. And in that message of the Trinity of Hell, I outlined three people that constructed the Trinity. The first person I identified within that Trinity of Hell was Oprah Winfrey, the television talk show host, billionaire, entrepreneur. And the second person that I identified in that Trinity of Hell was, at the time, referring to him, and we'll refer to him now as I did then, Barack Hussein Obama. The third person in that trinity I referred to, the trinity of hell, was Dr. Jeremiah Wright. All three of these uh, were members of the Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago, Illinois. I went on to identify and state that the relationships of those three were of the worst sort. And I stated that I would identify that I had documented incontrovertible proof of my statements and that they could be demonstrated and detailed. What I wish to do at present is to begin the process of the revelation, the documentation, and the detailing of those statements that we uttered a few months ago. I'm going to start with the last, the first of the persons mentioned. And when the time is right, the others will be mentioned as well. And because of the nature of the, uh, the documentation and revelation, I wish to make the next announcement through the medium of the media, calling on persons such as Sean Hannity, and a, an announcer at one of the world's oldest radio stations out at, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, KDKA, a Mr. Kevin Miller, will simultaneously will make further announcements when that time is right and appropriate. Now it needs to be understood as we go forward that Oprah Winfrey is the most powerful woman on the planet. She is the queen of women. She is the queen of the universe. And this woman has started the largest, fastest growing church on the scene, on the planet today. There are several things that they have as their core and principal belief. They also believe within this church that there is no such thing as sin. She has emphatically stated that Jesus is not the Christ. One of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live That's and right. that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be and a human being and, and many ways, no, but many paths 
to what you call God. That and her path crazy. might be something else, and when she gets there, she might call it the light. But her loving and her kindness and her generosity, brings her. To, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be in that, I mean, it, it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, there I think... There could possibly be just one way. What, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? I'd like to point out that Oprah, of course, is the leader. She is the founder of this church, and this church is growing rapidly within the earth. This same Oprah Winfrey, a part, Winfrey, a part of the Trinity of Hell that we outlined several months ago, went ahead now using the power of her church, the power of her media, the power of her consciousness influence has endorsed, but before endorsing, brought to the world's consciousness, to the world's attention, a man that was a part of her trinity, her fellowship at the Trinity of Hell Church in Chicago, Illinois, named Barack Hussein Obama. They worshiped there together. They lived in Chicago together. They were partners and comrades together in developing what we now see as a new world order and a new world movement. This endorsement and introduction to the world, when he was allowed to come into her presence and sit on her couch, she introduced him to the world. No one knew him and then has gone on to support and endorse him as the leader of the New Earth Church in terms of his political realm. Now, Oprah has clearly stated, and if you will ask her or any of her followers, any members of the New Earth Church, they will tell you that Oprah has denied that Jesus has come, that God has come in the flesh. And the Bible says in 1 John 2, 22, that anyone who does that is the Antichrist. And certainly the public and influential and powerful denial that we have in Oprah Winfrey uh, renders her certainly as inasmuch as that she has put together a religious order of more than five million Dallas cheerleaders. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh -oh. We're back. She dropped. Well, she's back now. We're back. Caller, you're on the air. Good morning. Is this Dean Piper? This is. This is Natalie Walton with Hopeful Solutions. Well, and I was told to give you a call this morning by Chris. Well, very nice to meet you. Welcome. You're on the air. This is uh, the Adventures of Pipe Man Morning Show at W4CY Radio and the UEC Military Freedom Network. And uh, uh, we welcome you aboard. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Glad to be here this morning. So I understand that you have this incredible charity that you're working on. First, I want to introduce you a little bit. Maybe you could uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you, uh, what your background is, and what you're doing now. Um, well, my name is Madeline Walton, and I'm the founder and CEO of Hopeful Solutions. And I'm sure um, the connection or what people are most interested in as far as my background is, is that um, I was once um, a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, and I am now currently in recovery, and I have been for eight years. Um, I have um, just kind of experienced the, um, what do I want to say, the downfall of uh, substance abuse and addiction, and I have made a point and a purpose in my life today to give back what was given to me, and, what, and that was the hope to recover and continue with a productive and joyful life. So that's, in, that's it in a nutshell. Well, first I want to congratulate you for being in recovery because it takes a lot of courage, a lot of work, and it, it, it's work every single day. So I want to congratulate you on that. Well, thank you so much. It is a challenge, but it is definitely worth the effort for sure. Absolutely. And uh, just so everybody is aware, uh, you're from the real Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders uh, uh, of what everybody remembers. Uh, you know, we were just talking earlier when we were talking about you coming on about uh, 
you know, my childhood was Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and a Farrah <laughs> bath rug. <laughs> so, and, and what was great about that time is I was a giant fan, but, you know, you just had to love the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, even if you hated the actual team. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, we were kind of uh, at a risk of saying it's an entity of our own because not too many people were big Dallas Cowboys fans, but I tell you, they were definitely fans of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I mean, we were, it was in the era when they made the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader movie one and movie two, and it was just all everywhere. So, yeah, we were an entity of our own. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about the fact of seeing the movie back in the day and, you know, how amazing it is uh, <laughs> that my my – memory of childhood is watching the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders movie and Charlie's Angels, the real Charlie's Angels. (laughs) Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I wish we had okay. stuff like that today. Uh, right? <laughs> so, I... I I want to ask you a couple things leading up to talking about your charity because uh, I know I'm a motivational speaker, so I know as what with what you're doing, you use yourself as an example, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because people, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say because people generally, you know, they want to. Uh, if they're going to take advice, they got to take advice from somebody that knows that they've been down the road that they're down. It's just like we have a bunch of teen shows here on the station because we do a lot mm-hmm. of work with teens and kids and troubled teens and work with 211. And my philosophy is the only way we're going to help these teens with all these problems is from other teens, not from adults. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Most the, definitely. And, and that's one of the approaches that we take uh, when we're working with the uh, mothers who come to our organization and that is the identification. It is so very hard to really get a message over, as you just mentioned, if you haven't been down uh, that road. And I believe that that's been our success, is that they're more willing to listen and take suggestions from someone who understands what it means to have a force and a power in your life that has you doing things that you, have, you do not want to do. I mean, we work with mothers and children. And a lot of the mothers experience um, leaving their children, dropping their children off with family members in the pursuit of, you know, obtaining drugs, more drugs, and just and not wanting to do it and crying all the way. And I've had that experience, too. So they are willing to listen a lot better and say, okay, well, I'm willing to try it this way because you've given me hope that something can change. So that's definitely one of the keys. Uh, someone was asking that the other day, what is the key? And the key is identification. Yeah, and earlier uh, when we were prepping for you to come on the show, we played a YouTube video of your company in the news, and we, I read out your mission statement, which your mission statement, without even looking at the rest of the site, really attracts something to me because, you know, it, I'm, I'm a child of two addicts. And okay. <laughs> so I know what it's like to be that child. And, wow. Oh, wow. And I love what you're doing for the children uh, most of all because it's unfortunate when people get hooked on drugs. They, they, they don't take responsibility, but it's kind of hard for them to take responsibility because mm-hmm. the, the drug takes over their life. And they don't do what they would normally do. And unfortunately, the people around them, like the children, have to suffer the consequences. And it's not because the parents are being mean parents or because they're intending to be that way. It's something that, you know, they've basically lost control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and I just want to, you know, reiterate on that is that they don't lose or we don't. I, I can't say they. But I'm saying they as the mothers. But – 
we don't lose moral values and we don't lose the um the desire to be good people we just have a force that is taken over that doesn't allow us to be that and so the children do suffer and and uh in our program um our mission is to in you know be holistic take a holistic approach to it because we cannot forget the children because the children suffer dramatically and when we give them uh, when they come into our organization and we give them their own apartment and furnish it and set a house for them we want to make sure that the children receive um, the, the comfort and the stability of knowing that mom will come back home every day so it's really important that we incorporate um, activities where they're involved with their children you know where they go we go places and we have family night and we have social night and we make sure that they attend events at the school and make parent conferences and we go to the circus and we just do little things that the children began to latch on again you know a lack of a better word they just because they've been separated and so we know that we're making that change when they get to our organization and the children are like clinging to their parents right they just do not want to leave their children we have a children's room where they get to go and watch TV and just kind of have a lot of toys. But when we know we have made a difference in those children's lives, when they walk into our, our resource room, they let go of their moms and they dash to that children's room on their own. And then they cry to leave because they know that it's okay now for mom to go over here. I know that when she closes this door, she'll open it again. So we, we definitely address the needs of the children. Um, really crucial and because of my um, educational background I was um, a teacher for 13 years and I taught elementary uh, kindergarten teach, uh, for 13 years so I had this drive and you know this, this connection with children and my experience with being a woman in recovery just kind of brought it together so that I could still pursue the goals that I had for myself because I was no longer able to teach in the classroom uh, due to my addiction and experiences that I had from that. So the children touch a very sensitive part of my heart. Well, uh, you know, it's great that you're doing this and great that you're doing this for the parents and the kids because, frankly, you know, you're right. You you brought up something about, uh, you know, addicts don't lose their morals and values. They just don't have the ability to control the things that they're doing the way they normally would. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they don't mm-hmm. care. And I think that's where it's right. most helpful for the kids because where the most damage is done with kids is they're thinking that their parents don't care. And more importantly, mm-hmm. the people around them and society trying to drill this in their head. And I love that mm-hmm. you're coming from a positive approach opposed to a negative approach because I know with certain drugs, you know – People experiment, people do certain things, and sometimes it gets out of control. So it's not like somebody sets out to be a drug addict. It's people Why? People make that like, ooh, uh, you know, people try – listen, it only takes one time to hit the pipe before you could right. be an addict. It only takes one time to stick that needle in your arm because for whatever reason – and you can become an addict, and it's already inbred in you in your body anyway, so you're prone to it anyway. So right, right. I think people need to stop blaming and stop helping and uh, start helping, and oh. that's what you're doing. Yes, and you know, and, you, and I want to bring this up because um, you, you made a very valid point. Um, you don't know you're an addict until you take that first drug hit that first drug, take that first drink, shoot that first drug, take that first pill, that's when you know you suffer from the disease of addiction. And it is a disease that everyone doesn't suffer from, just like everyone doesn't suffer from diabetes and everyone doesn't suffer from or have cancer or everybody doesn't. It's a disease that you don't know you have until something happens in your life that says, "Uh uh-oh, I've got this, and now what do I need to do? And that's what we teach the mothers, and we try to, you know, let their families know as well that, that they need your support. They need you to understand that you're there for them because they suffer from a disease, not a moral dilemma. And that, that's just not what that is about. And that we provide them with the maintenance that they need 
to sustain their recovery because they're going to have the disease of addiction all their lives. But we can make sure that the part that we play is to give them the recovery support, give them, make sure that they're surrounded by, uh, with an environment that is recovery oriented, that it's okay to think about using drugs, just don't use the drugs. You know, we don't we don't beat them over the head about, oh, it's a bad thing. You're 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 terrible. You thought about using drugs today. Bad you. No, it, it, it's just part of it. it. It's just part of the process that they go. And as they come into our program, we, we make that transition. Our tagline is to build a bridge to a new life. And we want to be that bridge that gives them the opportunity and the hope that they can live with their children without using drugs and all that comes with that. If you're going to think about it, you're going to have bad days, you're going to want to go and use, but you don't have to go and use. And that's what we're trying to instill in them, that you just don't have to do that today. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's a process. It mm-hmm. is definitely a process. And, you know, you, you touch on some things, and I just want to say, most people don't realize that haven't walked down that road or experiences. You know, a lot of times these addicts, they know the things that they're doing in their life that are affecting others, or they know what they're doing wrong. And it really doesn't, till they hit absolute bottom, they really, it's like grasping onto a wall that has nothing sticking out of right. it. They're trying to climb up that wall. They know what's going on. It's just they can't get a grip. Wow. That is so awesome, Dean. You, that, that's exactly what it is. Wow. And, that That's beautiful, Dean, that you said that because that's just what it is. It's trying, and that's when we step in because you can't get out of that hole on your own. That's, that's right. What we tell them you cannot get out of that hole on your own. I don't care how hard you try, how bad you want to, how loving of a mother you want to be, how much of a daughter you want to be, how great of an employer you want to be, what all you've lost. It's still, unless someone reaches down and says, let me help you up. That's right. Then Absolutely. You, then you get the opportunity. Then you get the chance. And, and, and you got to reach out. And that's the thing, too. That's another trick is that if they don't reach out and grab hold, there's nothing we can do. We can't. Absolutely. That's something a lot of people don't realize. You can try to help all you want until they're ready for the help. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. just keep Mm -hmm. your hand out there for when they're ready. Don't get upset with people because they're not ready. Just keep the hand out there waiting until they're ready because they have to do it on their own time. Absolutely. It has to be their bottom. It has to be their moment of total desperation and total despair, and that's when we come in because we, with, with that despair, they'll reach out because of the pain has gotten so great. It, the pain has to get great enough for the change to take place. Absolutely. And then that's when we come in and provide the hope, the hopeful solution. So. <laughs> and you know what? The average person out there, you know, they, they don't, if they haven't experienced, they don't realize what bottom can really mean to somebody because it goes beyond the extreme of bottom of what most people think is bottom. Right. You know, and right. that's, that's why they can't understand because they look sometimes with judgment at addicts and, you know, they can't grasp or conceive of how somebody can let things get so far and I know as a kid of an act that watch certain things that just when you think it's the absolute bottom somebody can hit, that's the beginning of the bottom. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. I, you know, I, um, I had a wonderful, you know, and, and a lot of people associate, oh, you're an addict. You must have had a horrible child life. Your parents must have beat you and you were molested. I had a wonderful child life. I mean, it was beautiful. I was raised by... A uh, single parent, uh, a mother, and um, she gave me everything. I mean, I went to, I traveled, I was a synchronized swimmer, I was over here, I took piano lessons, I was after school. I, I mean, it was just a wonderful life. And I know one, you know, and, and my family members were looking at me like, what happened to you? Why could you, how could you do this? You know, how could you give up all of this? How could you give up a career? I mean, I was a, a master uh, educator. Um, I had a degree, a master's degree. And the disease took me to a place where when I finally decided to stop, I was working in Waffle House. 
Yeah. You know, and it was like, wow, what is what is your problem? There is no problem. I have the disease of addiction. Well, that is a problem. I have the disease of addiction. I didn't want to wind up working at Waffle House with a master's degree. But exactly. that was my process back up out of that hole, right? But it, it, it just, it, it doesn't, it does not discriminate. It does not discriminate, and it doesn't pick and choose who needs to be, who's going to suffer the most. I've stayed out there, Dean, for like 10 years, homeless, um, just a total dereliction. And no one, and I mean, I fell off the grid. My family and nobody who knew me knew where I was. I went into a whole nother world of, of, of a whole nother culture. Right. Really. And, and it, it had nothing to do with who I wanted to be. My dreams were, they, they were buried, but they didn't die. Exactly. So, I'm glad you say that because that's a big thing, and I think that's a big thing a lot of addicts not, need to realize themselves yes, is that those yes. dreams and goals are still there. Yes, yes, and that's what we want to do with the mothers. We instill, we, we what I want to say, revive the hope because right. the disease of addiction will take you into IC, what I call spiritual ICU. You're yeah. just you're walking around and you're breathing and you're you're moving, but you have experienced a spiritual coma, you yeah. know, and and it, it's just going to take someone to pump that hope back into you that just keeps saying, you can do this. It's okay. You made a mistake. You've got another chance. Tomorrow will bring another opportunity. Just keep trying. Just every day. Don't use no matter what, and let's take the next step. And we're there to help guide you or help walk you through. Take those baby steps until you're able to walk on your own. So, and it takes, I tell you, it's going right back to how we began this conversation. It takes someone who knows that the challenge of waking up in the middle of the night and saying, oh, my God, I just want to use. I just want to use, and I'm going to go out and use. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know. I'm about to get emotional, but it, it's... That's okay. That's good radio. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I can't say it enough. Uh, you have this unique type of uh, charity here because... You're not just helping the addicts. You're helping the children. Uh, and I, I think it's a wonderful thing because the bottom line is is that this is so prevalent in society right now. And there's nobody except yourself that I know of that's really focusing on this problem, which is single mothers and their children. And, and – yeah. That's the other thing too. You, you made a lot of comments early about the earlier about the children. People don't realize the children need the help too because the children of addicts uh, develop issues that go along with that addiction. So, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow. And and you have no idea of of how traumatized the children can be, especially as they get older, um, because our children range from zero uh, from ages zero to twelve years of age. The, the zero to maybe toddler age, maybe two years old, they are pretty resilient. They can bounce back. But as we get older into the six through the 12-year-olds, I mean, they become defiant. And they, they hold resentment. And they don't understand. And, and if you didn't love me. And they begin to take on the blame for what am I doing that will cause you to not love me. And so it takes a process. And what we do is within our um, organization, we have weekly uh, a meeting where we have licensed professional counselors will come in. And then I want to mention that this is all out of love, Dean, because we're all volunteers. People have stepped up to the plate and said, I really appreciate it and I want to help. And so nobody's asking for a dime. Nobody wants to get paid. I mean, I'm sure they want to get paid, but they're willing <laughs> to offer and give us the help that we need without charging us. So we have these licensed professional counselors that come in and will meet one-on-one -on -one with the mothers if they need. They'll meet one-on-one -on -one with the children. We have uh, play therapy, which gives these women an opportunity to learn how to interact with their children because they, some of them just don't know. They and drop those children off at, at birth and they're trying to come back two years later and be an instant mom. Yeah, and exactly. it doesn't happen like that. So we make sure that they are taught what play therapy is, how to play with your children, how to take a, a ball-up piece of newspaper and make it into a toy. 
You know, you don't have to have all these riches because that can that will stifle them too. Well, I don't have any money and I'm poor and I don't have. I'm just I'm just without. And it's amazing what they begin to understand on. It's just about spending time with your child. That is invaluable. Absolutely. Um, priceless. So um, we have those. We make sure that it's just we're covering all bases other than just don't use drugs. We're teaching them how to live a new life. We're teaching them how to be productive members of society and to identify with, uh, I guess, um, lifestyles within their society that they would like to emulate that they would like to go ahead and fulfill so we connect them with those people. And most of them are mothers. We have recovery support program, uh, recovery support meetings as well, and I try to get them connected with other mothers who are in recovery who can give them their experience on the challenges that they faced as a new mom. Now, maybe even if their children were five or six years old, it's still as a new mom. As right. a person who has finally said no more drugs and what is this going to require of me now? And it's a lot of responsibilities that come with that. It's really important, you know, because they're first, they're, they've got to maintain an apartment. They've got to be a responsible mom. They've got to get up in the morning, cook breakfast, get them ready for school, for daycare. All of those things can be quite overwhelming. And the children will sense that. So we want to make sure that they are understand what it means to just be loving and patient and it's going to be okay. If it's not, if you didn't have a great day today, there's always a chance to have a great day tomorrow. So we connect them with women in recovery, mothers in recovery. And that, that oh gosh, that serves a big purpose. And it also, within the community of our organization, they get to help each other. They get to begin to see the significance of a community because it's very, it's a very isolated um, experience when you're out there using. It's you against the world. And so now they get to understand what it means to be a community and work together and to reach out and say, I need help, which is very humbling. So they got to understand that too. So we, we really give them opportunities to experience just this spectrum of emotions, of life experiences, of challenges, and, and they succeed. Oh my God! They they make it. They make it. They get through after a year, and then they'll come back. And two years later, they stay clean. And it's like my how time flies when we're living. And and they before they know it, they their children are two years old, and they came in, and their children were infants. And they we see the children start to walk and learn to talk, and they begin to experience all these things. Oh my God! It's just wow, I'm just, I'm, I've got to be the most blessed person alive to see those transformations taking place. Um, wow, I can just go on and on, Dean. I bet you could. We could both go on and on. And, you know, <laughs> I'd be happy if, uh, you know, if sometime I was in the area there to come and speak because I've had my own experiences that are, uh, I've had some horrific stories uh, that happened at younger ages. And, you know, it's amazing. You said one thing that I, I kind of connect to. You came up from a very good upbringing, uh, you know, got everything you want. Me, I, I came up from a horrific childhood. And, you know, there's a pattern that I've noticed in life that, and this is why I'm saying it, because people do try to depict addicts from coming from, certain classes and certain levels and such bull crap because the bottom line mm -hmm. is you know uh basically you know i noticed that there are quite a few addicts that come from very good homes and very good neighborhoods and a lot of times the kids like me that uh had to basically be a parent went mm -hmm. a whole different mm -hmm. direction because that was me yeah. i was the parent you know, wow. and uh, that's another thing with these kids and you got you guys helping these kids is, you know, they have to be the parent by choice. And some mm -hmm. and it doesn't really sometimes it doesn't really bother them outwardly, but they don't really want to be the parent, but they have no right. choice, you know, and that's you're right. right. They only want to have that time with their parent, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and uh Nobody really helps the kids. The kids are basically out there on their own because the kids aren't the addicts. Right. 
So, right. And, right. and I think that's where you come in and you're different. Now, I have a co-host here. Uh, his name is Elvis. We, we, okay. we resurrected him from the dead. He was also an addict. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for, thanks for bringing back that bad memory. Okay, that's kind of creepy because you really sounded like him. Yo, thank yeah. you, ma'am. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. He, he, it's funny. He is my co-host and he does do an Elvis tribute show, although I think he might be the real Elvis yeah. and hiding behind that whole tribute thing. Yeah, you're right. How'd you figure that out? You know. But uh, he's been listening to all this and, uh, you know, I've been overshadowing him. So I'm sure he wants some co- has some comments or questions for you. No, it's just uh, it's, it's just a pleasure to uh, hear you. T- it's so refreshing to hear you talk uh, the way you do, and and the hope that you uh, you extend out to the community and uh, of people that are hurting. And, and it reminds me of a, a story uh, in the New Testament called the Prodigal Son. And uh, when they woke up and they came back and he's uh, accepted by his father again, you know, and they put the, the ring on his finger and all that stuff, you know. But uh, there's, there's no uh, uh, condemnation there. That's acceptance and understanding. And you call it a disease. And uh, But the healing there and, and the help. Uh, God bless you for, for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We... Um, and again, it, it is a blessing. You know, I, I, I consider it my assignment, my service assignment to, you know, my universe. The universe says, okay, you, you've got to go through this, 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 and this because I've got a major assignment for you up ahead. Yes. And I, I tell people often, you know, as challenging and as, for lack of a better word, as horrific because it was. It was, you know, in the pits of hell. I mean, I, that's... Yes. That's the only way I can describe the, the 10 years that I was out there using. Wow. Uh, and I, uh, I had to go through all of that in order to be where I am today and provide the service that I have. And I wouldn't change anything of it. Right. I, I mean, there are some things that sometimes I reflect back and it's like, well, maybe that. And I thought, but then I wouldn't have been able to get this. Right. You know, it, it's been a spiritual journey for me. And, and, and I'm able to be a better person now i have to admit some days i have my days too um but it's by me sharing that experience and letting um others know that that it's like but you you made it though you didn't use you didn't go out you didn't do so it had to be all of that that path that i took everything that every road sign roadblock every bump everything had to happen in the manner it did in order for me to be of service today um and i'm grateful for it oh my god it, it just wow I, I just you know and i was thinking about this today as i was doing the interview uh you know because we were talking about uh, I, i've shared with someone else before that you know a lot of times it began the abusing began in the beginning as a social it was a social thing. Right, and then right. it began to build courage because you know you're out there and you're doing this and you're you're shining in the limelight, and you just needed some courage. And then, you know, then it began to be just something that I had to have in order for me to, to deal with all of the everything. Sure. And I was hiking this morning, and I was thinking, wow, what a blessing. Get up in the morning and um, just get out and just hike, because that's what I wanted to do. Instead of getting out wondering, where was I going to get my next hit from? Where right. was I going to get the money to buy the dough what wow what a freedom what a moment of relief to just be able to make the choices that i make today and that's what the women get to do um they get to make different choices that's right because at the beginning they didn't have any choices now they do now they do that's that's right so uh give us uh tell us your all your contact information how people can get a hold of you how if there's anybody out there that uh, needs help or knows somebody that needs help, how they can uh, get a hold of you? Okay, well, we have a website, and it's www.hopefulsolutionsinc.org. Um, and that's that's our website, and you can reach me. Uh, you can reach our number at um, 972-285-6848. That's our office number, and it's usually, again, because we're volunteer and everybody has to work and we come in and check voicemails, there will be a voicemail, but we, someone will contact them. Or on our website, 
you can complete your information and send an email in. I'll submit your uh, contact information. Someone will get back in touch with you. And um, we welcome suggestions, ideas. We welcome financial contributions. <laughs> I just have to throw that in there. That's all, all right. You can throw it in all right. you want. Yep. Okay. And, Dean, you offer to come, and we welcome you. We welcome anyone that you would like to bring because, again, as, many, as much as we can um, it, um, expose the women to contacts, information, support, it's about support. And, and, and we can't do it alone. Our organization can't do it alone. The women can't do it alone. It's, it's the old saying that goes, it takes a village to raise a child. That's what we're all about, bringing in everyone that has something to offer and bringing it with, with uh, sincerity. And I believe that that's what you would do. So you are more than welcome to visit us uh, in Dallas. We will welcome you to come and just, and you know, and I tell everyone all the time, I can talk about it, and you can go on the website, and you can see the pictures. And, but once you come to Hopeful Solutions and come into our resource room or walk into one of the apartments where the women have transformed this blank apartment, although we give them a bed and, uh, you know, some basic furniture, but once they have transformed this into their home and they brought in the children's toys and the clothes and the the diapers and the, the little knickknacks that they want, it, it takes on a whole different meaning um, to see the joy on these women's faces in their home with their children. And then the children just running around in little diapers and they're happy and look at my stuff and this is mine and, and they're a little territorial about their stuff. But that's okay. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So we welcome you. We definitely welcome you to come and share your experience. Um, with us, so your experience, your strength, and your hope. That's what we try to spread. So hopefully that's, um, that, that's, that's the information. Well, that's great. And, you know, bless you for all you're doing. And, uh, you know, it, it's a great thing that you're doing. One last comment I'd like to make about your organization is you are a nonprofit organization. You said everybody's volunteers. Uh, and what I think is really amazing about that is most recovery programs in this country are huge money makers, huge profit corporations yep. looking to make money off of people's misfortune. And God bless mm -hmm. you for putting in your time and doing this for only one reward, and that is healthy children, healthy mothers uh, that – can lead a happier life. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And Dean, I appreciate you uh, inviting us on this morning and uh, allowing us to share the hope and spread the word about what we're doing. Um, it always opens up another door for us to, uh, what I want to say, get what we need. I don't know where it's, gonna, where it's gonna come from or how it's gonna come, but it's definitely gonna be something that's gonna benefit the mothers and the children. And I thank you so very much for this opportunity. My pleasure, and uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for all that you do, and uh, you have any last words? Well, Elvis, it was such a nice, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to get back to tell the women. I talked to Elvis this morning. Well, thank you, ma'am, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Dean, thank you so very much, and you have a wonderful and blessed day, both of you, okay? Thank and to the audience as well, I hope your day is filled with joy. You too, and we welcome you back on anytime, and feel free to contact me anytime you uh, you want. Okay, thanks. All right, have, have a great a day. Bye-bye. All righty, so that was former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader Natalyn Walton, uh, founder of Hopeful Solutions, a great organization for uh, mothers and children uh, dealing with addiction. Uh, big help needed out there, and we definitely recommend that you go to their website, uh, which is hopefulsolutionsinc.org, and... Uh, we ran a little over because it, this is just a little too important. So we're going to take about a 10-minute break. All right. And we're going to come back with the Defend Michael Hour, and we're going to have shuttle talk. Let's talk about the shuttle. So you've been listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man Morning Show here on W4CY Radio and the UEC Military Freedom Network. We'll be back in 10 minutes. All right. All right. 